0: So I I play fantasy basketball every year, mm. and let me give you what what may be considered a uh, a trial and tribulation of fantasy basketball. It is yeah, what's it called there. the game time decision. So. Where where. And I just fell victim to this in the player who I wanted to play tonight, who is not going to play, and is probably going to have a good game, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, so yeah. the game time decision is a, is a menace because sometimes you literally w- won't learn when the player is playing until like five minutes before the game is scheduled to play, right? So so the Bucks play tonight at 8 o'clock right and let's say we learn the see i don't swipe away the alert because i was mad but let's just figuratively say you get the alert at about 7 45 right that that Giannis is his his status went from game time decision to healthy so now you got to hope that you're near your phone within that 15 minutes or paying attention to your phone within that 15 minutes So you can get Giannis in one of your spots, right? And Mm. and the reason why this this matters is because tonight is kind of a busy night around the league. So not all of the players in my league are going to be able to play tonight. You got to bench some players because the way I set it up... So the way I set it up is eight players get to play on a given night, five are on the bench. That's how I create my leagues. So... Tonight, 10 of my guys are playing. So, of course, if you got Giannis, you ain't Giannis is gonna play, yeah, but he yeah. was a game time decision. So, I put him on the bench cautiously, thinking, okay, I'm gonna be by my phone. And I wasn't because I was prepping for this. And I look up two minutes after tip, he's already benched. It's nothing I can do. But the good thing about fantasy basketball is. You play the game for the whole week, so you play from Monday to Sunday. So I'm gonna miss his production tonight, but maybe during the rest of the week, I gotta see the schedule. He'll play a few more times. He'll kill, and I'll be good. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those. Cause some guys are like this, right? They like, or I should say, people. Some people are like this, where it's like, man, if my if my fantasy player on the bench, I don't care how they do. I don't want Giannis yeah. to have a bad game. Like, I, I like Giannis. So, I want Giannis to always have good games. But I'm just disappointed that in my league, I'm not going to be able to benefit from what I hope is his good game tonight.
1: Hey, man. Giannis is our pop culture. You know? For sure.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 having, Giannis, having Giannis on the bench, man. Yeah, I, I, I could see how that would be like, oh, my God. That you is... know, I um, – I want to play fantasy football, but there's just so many things you got to make sure that you do. To yeah, play basketball or really fantasy any sport because it, it looks so fun, but yeah. I just think I would mess up. I think I would like be doing what you just did all the time. <laughs> See, the thing, the good thing about fantasy
0: basketball, at least on Yahoo, because that's what I use. They have a button that you can push on Monday that says start all active players, right? And what it does is it runs through your, your roster and it starts everybody from Monday yeah. to Sunday. So it relieves a lot of that. Like, you know, the stock market issue where you're checking your phone all day or whatever, right? It relieves yes. that from you. But, um, but you do, whenever you got that game time decision, you do got to pay attention a little bit. That's the only catch. But... Usually, usually the alerts aren't that close, but sometimes they are so. yeah,
1: I might have to be a thug one year, man. Be a thug.
0: And get- hey, man, get down with me when you do. And if you're listening and you like playing fantasy sports, hit me up in the DMs or have you reach me. You know, we can set something up in the future because we already booked up this year. Yes, but, um. Yes. If, if y'all if y'all didn't know, um the, the voice speaking to you right now is Reggie Bailey. I am Missouri. And um when we when we get together, the people like to call us by this name, um, Books of Pop Culture. Um and right. I, I kinda like calling us that name too. So we are Books of Pop Culture. Um we are recording on Monday, what is it, the sixth? Yes, Monday, so. December sixth. Um, so yeah. yeah, thank you for uh, for for listening or viewing, you know, whatever the case may be. So, Killy, they, they tell us all the time that we are more than books, brother. I'm still reckoning with it. I don't know, but uh, what uh what say you, man? You got anything this week you want to share with the people? More than books.
1: Um well um my students' data is up uh, let's see I also I don't know if I mentioned it I got the new clippers I know I mentioned zero and I have a new um, pair of clippers and so now when I am doing those high quality high price luxury yes. cuts um you know I have multiple shears hanging um like any other so high a um, so high, high price and so, so when you guys, guys is- that are listening do uh find yourself in the possession of enough cash to hire me and my services uh please not hesitate to reach out because we are really cutting up as the um, as the old folks would say <laughs> now because I got all the stuff that I Mean to make sure that your fade is where it needs to be. So, like I said, you know, 17 easy payments of 99. 17 with the new uh, with the new shears, you know, the price had to go up. So, 17 easy payments of 99.99 will get you in the door for a appointment. But to complete the uh, process of the actual haircut, <laughs> you will need to pay an additional 17 um as well um so we're really looking forward to our first customer because we haven't had any i don't know what they can be attributed to um, you know but, <laughs> <laughs> but I am you, I, i'll never guess why <laughs> <laughs> i am excited to get that first customer so if you're out there you're listening uh please don't hesitate to reach out my phone number is 281 281- 3080. Oh, uh yeah, so uh just holla at your guala, you know what I'm saying? Man,
0: you gonna be you gonna be tipping on faux wrapped in
1: faux yeah. <laughs> After one cut customer. I just need <laughs> one cut. All I need is one cut, one cut, one cut. Jesus. That's all I ever needed, you know what I'm saying? All I need is one
0: cut. Man. Yo, man. I just I might have to talk to you off air about the pricing and see if maybe mm-hmm. I can, you know, get on my Darren Vendor and maybe negotiate or something like that. You know, we'll we'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah,
1: you know, a consultation ain't nothing but five easy payments of uh twenty nine ninety nine. So if you wanna do a <laughs> consultation, that is perfectly fine with me. I mean, that's where I make the the bulk of my money <laughs> anyway, is on consultations. <laughs>
0: Oh, man so how how do i compete with that for more than books man i you know what i'm gonna share a series i recently completed on netflix which was quite good actually i thought or at least i say good you know it was good I, i'm glad i watched it it's a true story um the the kevin hart series with wesley snipes oh word? so yeah man so True story is Kevin Hart being a serious actor and not like a, a comic, you, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but it you is said it was good, huh? Yeah, for real. <laughs> and, and I'm not even like, no, it's it was a and you know what? Um, he was you know, all it's right just,
1: in that movie where he had to watch the baby too, I think. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: um, fatherhood, yeah, yeah. right? Fatherhood. Uh-huh. yeah, I think so think it's fatherhood you know we google it or, or not you know but uh <laughs> but but no nah, i mean true story true story is good though like legit um so so to share with the people what true story is in case you know this is your first time maybe hearing of it um it's a series that uh you know came out on netflix it's about um this this comic uh named the kid right he comes home to philadelphia um and just to keep it short and sweet, a whole bunch of shit happens. (laughs) Like, like, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, you got Kevin Hart, you got Wesley Snipes, uh, you got a few other people who I've seen around, uh, their names kind of escaped me. I'd have to look them up, but I, I would, you know, give it a watch, man. It was a good show. Um, a limited series too. I thought, so I thought it was a movie. But it turns out it's yeah. a limited series. It's seven episodes. The first episode is like an hour, and then the other ones are all thirty minutes apiece. Um, so it's an interesting structure too. Um, but good, and it's and y'all will see like if you kind of followed Kevin Hart's journey at all that it's uh, what is it? What do they say? Thinly uh, or, or loosely based off of uh his life loosely. I, mm. I I should probably say loosely because if I say thinly
1: <laughs> if if, thinly if he based. say that's thinly
0: fictionalized then I don't know what oh, yeah. to tell him.
1: <laughs> thinly based on my life. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, when yeah. I do my and when I do my cuts I do mustaches thin as well if someone <laughs> was wondering. Um
0: <laughs> true story.
1: Word, yeah.
0: word. So <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, ne- next up, we got uh, the process, man. Uh, something exciting going on in our bookish life. Um, I know for sure we got some things here, man.
1: I- I'll let you lead the way. You gotta lead the way here. Yeah, to um, tomorrow. We'll be uh, interviewing Charlemagne the God from um, the Breakfast Club. I think the Brilliant Idiots from um, the God's Honest Truth and, mm-hmm. and iHeartRadio. All the amazing things that uh, that brother is doing. I'm gonna get a chance to sit down with him tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, What is that, December 7th, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, With uh, Casey, uh, Casey Kelly of uh, Blended Designs. Attack it uh, from the book angle and the business angle. And I'm I'm really excited uh, to kind of complete the trinity of uh, Black Privilege Publishing. Yes. Uh, and and get to speak with the head, you know, um, tr- tremendous opportunity. Uh, you probably can go back through videos that we said, you know, you never know what you end up doing uh, when you just kind of like snatch these opportunities out of the air. Go all the way back to our first episode. We never thought we'd be uh, books of pop culture, and books of pop culture has um, set the uh, bar and and everything. Everything is everything. I'm super excited. You know, got a got a few jitters, uh, but I'm excited Gosh. to uh, get them out. I was listening to some music because you know I love music and like lines in there. When somebody one talking about uh, fear being their fuel, um, and mm-hmm. also. A- Maybe. It might have been um is that the beginning the AA Rashid on um that that's, um that's the on, that's the on... song I was about to look for on uh from HMH. Uh-huh. We probably should say
0: HMH, right? Um mm-hmm. from from Westside Guns uh project. Um mm-hmm. it is AA Rashid or Rashid, probably Rashid, right? Probably Rashid, um, I think. Probably Rashid. So yeah, I, I like that. Uh Blessed Times, I, I believe is that. That's mm-hmm. it's that one. From the side yeah, yeah, A, yeah.
1: I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, that's what we're going to do with it, you know. Uh, yeah. That's how we're going to do it. I'm excited, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's all I got. I mean, I won't
0: add too much more to that. Of course, I'm excited for you. I'll be, you know, front row, center, whatever. Um, I'll just say... It's already written. That's what I'll say just to keep it uh keep it um What is the word they use cryptic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'll keep it cryptic. It's already written though, bro. So keep it keep uh, it thin, you know what
1: I'm saying? Keep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. So I'm
0: I'm glad for you, um and uh, we already know we already know what it's going to be y'all y'all check out not only his conversation tomorrow with Charlemagne, but go back and look through the catalog, man. Look at Robert Jones. Look at Jill Busby. Look at Dante Stewart, Candace Hoyes, Disha Phil, y'all, KSA Layman. It goes on and on. Uh great, great conversations over there um during the A B M R conversations. Phillip B. Williams. Um, like I said, the list goes Knife on.
1: Knife God. Shout yes. out to Jason Reynolds, eh? is, uh. Shout out to Jason Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, big shouts to uh, Jason Reynolds. Big, yeah. big 38. It, was about, it was Jill's birthday a hey. while ago, and yeah yeah, 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 big 38. Yeah, shout out to Jill, too. I thought it was yesterday or something. Big, big Trey Five. Yes- yeah, it might have been yesterday, or it was this, it was this week. Yeah, we something. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jill, if yesterday. you
0: hear this, I'm sorry if it was yesterday. If it yeah. wasn't yesterday. I
1: feel like it was yesterday.
0: I feel like it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um. So, so- yeah. And, uh, for, for this is, i I'm am I'ma choose this as a me thing, although it's really a us thing. Um, all black awards are always, excuse me, always black awards Thursday, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, Thursday, 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 December 9th, right? Or is it, yeah, it's the ninth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, ninth, December ninth. 9th, seven thirty PM Eastern to 9 PM Eastern, um, Achille and I, um, Are nominated for several awards um big ups to Cree miles who random house has uh partnered with to create um always black which is doing you know wonderful work just centering you know um black authors black art in the publishing world um she you know is behind this genius idea to do an award show celebrating black lit and black bookstagrammers um so we want um you know you to show up or i don't even know if you can i don't know if because i think they sold out um but you know go to always black Um, on yeah yeah you know i don't know if they have more but check out always black google it go on instagram um and it's always like a l l ways black um check it out and maybe see if you can come um it should be fun. Seems like it's going to be a real dope event, man.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I ain't but, You know what I'm saying for uh 7 easy payments dollars <laughs> 9.99. I can get you in. I mean, I know the sale was sold out, but we can see I, I'm willing for the right price to stream um you know what I'm saying from from my <laughs> from my visual because uh, wow. it is as the professor, as the professors um, emeritus or emeriti, I don't know. Uh, Wu Tang Clan said, "Cash rules everything around me." <laughs> all right now, all right. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if I want to implicate myself in this. So mm-hmm. what yeah. I'll say is. Uh, I'm nominated for 3 awards. <laughs> um, word, word, word. one of them is alongside Achilles. Um we together are nominated for um best breakout moment just you know books are pop culture coming into existence. Um I think they might have chose the interview with Kiese from uh from June, I think. Yeah. Um then um, I'm nominated I think alongside you here as well, um, although it's individual um, for best review, for my review on Black Buck, um, and then mm-hmm. nominated um, alongside some wonderful people um, who I'm, I'm gonna look that up. But the category is um, best or uh, Bookstagrammer of the Year at large. So you know if you have a following of 10k or or more, and I'm nominated alongside uh, Crystal from Ill Reader, Cat from Books in Vogue. Tracy from the Stacks Pod and AJ from Reading with Glamour. All people y'all should be tapped in with as well, because they're doing great work. Um so um McKinley, what what uh what, what you nominated for, brother?
1: Uh Books the Grammar of the Year. I don't know what it's called, but five thousand and nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Best breakout moment. I think that's for what a week.
0: Uh, yes. Best
1: Real. I believe the best The real is uh, Paul D's travels. Um, Yes, is that one (laughs) Um, best review? I believe is for my profits one, and best interview I believe is for the Mateo joint. Yeah, actually, yeah, Mateo.
0: I mean, there's any number of them they could have chose. So yeah, man. Hey, I'm I'm wishing everyone well. Um, We'll see what we what we come home with. It should be a fun event,
1: man. Yeah, it should be. I'm, I'm. I know Cree, Cree got something planned. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they picked the right person to kind of work with with that, cause Cree is always pushing the envelope. Uh, or the envelope is how I like to hear it said. Uh, always pushing the envelope in terms of creativity. And so, yeah, yeah, I know it's gonna be dope.
0: Do you think Cree Miles booked
1: Drake? Mm, I am almost. A hundred and thirty percent sure that if she didn't book Drake, she got Kanye.
0: I don't think we need to say nothing less. You just are nothing more. I think y'all just need to show up to the Always Black Awards because it's gonna be special. Um, it's once again, 7:30 p.m. Thursday, 7:30 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, December ninth. Y'all, uh, y'all tap in. Um, Get there. And also, speaking of tapping in, tap into us. Tap into our bookshop, um, bookshop.org slash shop books of pop culture. Um, you can buy any book that you want, uh, but maybe in particular you'll buy The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois by Honoré Jefferson since we'll be talking about it um, in January. That's our read with BAPC pick. And then maybe you'll yes. also feel inclined to buy a hell of a book the the national book award winning hell of a book by jason mott which we'll be discussing in february uh the dates scheduled are january 30th 2022 for uh the love songs of wb DeBoise, and february 20th uh 2022 or is it the 21st let me double check here uh february 20th 2022 for hell of a book by jason mott so uh y'all make sure to tap into us bookshop.org slash shop slash books of pop culture you can buy those two as well as any other book that's on your mind we got a couple lists on there um you know of all of our read with bapc picks as well as books that we've discussed on the show like assembly give my love to the savages shout out chris stuck right uh the ones who don't say they love you shout out maurice carlos ruffin Um, So, yeah, all those Mm -hmm. are available on the uh, on the website. Yeah. Bookshop.org slash shop slash books about culture. Miss Muriel and other stories is why we're here. Huh?
1: That's what they say. That's why we are
0: here. So uh, Miss Muriel and other stories. um, It's written by a BAPC favorite who, you know, y'all may know of. Uh, Y'all may have heard of her if y'all. Been following us or you may have heard of her in general her name is Ann petrie um you know for my money one of the one of the best to ever put a pen to paper you know we just ain't talking uh-huh. about her enough um this is her as far as i know her only short story collection that was published um this short story collection was published in 1971 and it contains stories published from the years of 1945 all the way to 1971. Um, according to Jamila Lemieux, who wrote the foreword, this is possibly the second short story collection that was authored by an African-American woman, um, which, according to my research, uh, the first was written by Alice Dunbar Nelson. Um and it was either either the first one or the first two, right? Because I found a collection called Violets and Other Tales that she authored. And then I found The Goodness of St. Roke and Other Stories, um, which is this actually is by being, Dunbar. Yeah, Alice Dunbar Nelson, um, which okay. uh, for those who maybe didn't know, this is someone who was married, I believe, to Paul Lawrence Dunbar, the uh, famous poet, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Um, And then what else do I have here? So from my research, it seems like this is maybe the third short story collection actually authored by an African-American woman. Um, And then, you know, I noticed like after that, I'm like, oh, this is when you kind of get a little bit of a boom because you get – Tony K uh, Bambara The year after that, you know, this comes out seventy-one. Gorilla, My Love comes out in seventy-two, um, yes. and doesn't Tony K has another collection,
1: right? Um, uh, see, the Seabirds are alive. I believe is the name.
0: Yeah. So you know, and then I know in the in the eighties, you get they don't consider Women of Brewster Place a short story collection. They call that a novel, and so you know, I, I would call it a collection um then i know jamaica kincaid uh comes out with a collection in the 80s uh i have to look up the name again but um but yeah man this is like breaking new ground oh and you know what too this might low-key be like the fourth short story collection because you gotta remember they just put out hitting uh hitting a straight lick with a crooked stick which zora would have had to write before petrie published this so really this might be like the fourth according to research, but the thing is Hitting a straight lit with a crooked stick never came out until yeah. now, so they might consider that published in what twenty twenty as opposed to nineteen, whatever. Um what else that do we have? Is hitting the lit Is that, that, the, is one that the one? Is on the one you lost. You got, you never you never just was way. like, you know what, I'm gonna give me a new copy, you just
1: you just been kinda grieving over it ever since? I just feel like it'll you know, they say, you know, if you lose something to be. You know, it'll come back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I'm waiting on it to circle back. Uh just come back to me. You know what I mean? Know? That's my plan.
0: That that PO box is in the uh, the uh, the description in the bio on Instagram, ain't it? Somebody send him a copy, is, man.
1: It's there, it's there, man. I need, to, hey. I need to get my Zora chops up. I need to get my Zora chops up, man. They, they, I'm lacking. I'm lacking Some, out here. Somebody <laughs> go and
0: send him a copy, man. Help him recover from that from that uh unfortunate event, man. Um, Very unfortunate. <laughs> You know a little more context around the the collection and petrie for those who who need to be reminded um the first african-american woman to uh author a book that sold at least one million copies with her debut novel the street um and this is the third of Anne petrie's adult fiction works that uh we are taking down this year and giving the bapc treatment We gave the Narrows the treatment in January. We gave um, the street the treatment in May, Um, and we are now here. The only one that remains is Country Place, and who knows? Maybe 2022 Country Place awaits y'all. I mean, you know, we, you know, why why not do the whole thing? Um, I'm with it. I'm with it. Hey, you you know I am too. So. We, we introduced you to something a little different today, too, because um, typically how we break down a book. So this is actually our third evolution in how we break down the books, right? Because at first we did the chapter by chapter breakdowns right now uh, or now we are currently at the question breakdown, which has been pretty cool, too, because we get to the meat and potatoes of the book. But we're adding a new wrinkle. So maybe this is two and a half because we're not getting rid of the questions. But in between the questions, we are going to be giving awards to uh to the characters in this collection. The characters, the the places, things in this collection. Um we think y'all will like it. Um I'm ready to have some fun with this, man.
1: I'm excited. It's about to it's about to really go down,
0: grow down, go down. For sure. And so 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 what you can expect is We'll we'll start off with two questions because we we got about six lined up that we that we've routed down to, um, and and then from there we're gonna go back and forth between an award and a question, so uh,
1: let's uh let's let's get to it, man. Who, who's, who's up uh, first? You, you got it, or how you want to do this?
0: Let's see. Your question centers around what story solo on the drums. Your first one. Let's um. let's kind of try to go. My first one kind of centers on the first story, so we can we can kind of do it that way.
1: Let's, let's let's get to it.
0: All right. So on page thirty, we see the narrator of Miss Muriel mention that she doesn't think Mister Bemish or Beamish, right, an old who is an old white and small shoemaker from their town of willing, uh, willing New York, is suitable for her aunt Sophronia. Saffron- how would you pronounce that? Sophronia? Uh, Sophronia, Yeah, Saffronia. Saffronia. That's Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Partly because he is white, partly because he is old. She wonders about how she was trained on race because she can't recall being trained on race like she was trained to be a Christian. But she knows that his whiteness is part of the reason why he isn't suitable for Aunt Sophronia. We see Mister Mr. Beamish behave in a similar manner as chink johnson who is black while trying to pursue on so do you think it's possible that it really is his maleness that she is getting at but can't reach also if it is indeed his whiteness that makes him unsuitable for on how has he proven that so so what i'm asking to maybe say it shorter is do you think that maybe she is diagnosing his uh his incompatibility with Ansafrania as whiteness when really it's his maleness, his his version, or perhaps is she diagnosing it right, maybe his brand of whiteness is not suitable for Ansafrania. Maybe his brand of maleness, because you know, Ansafrania is a heterosexual woman, uh, from what we can tell. Um is not suitable for her because she wasn't, from what I can recall, she wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of Chink Johnson either. Because they both mm. were like invasive in their in their own ways. Um, I know I kind of got a little messy there, but what what do you have yeah, based off I'm everything much... I I said?
1: In fact, I I I, can, I I like this question. I was gonna say I really like this question. It yeah. does what questions are supposed to. It has that has that role and then it really gets into uh it i mean it's opened up a whole bunch of things so the first thing i want to talk about that's in the earlier part of the question is her questioning um how she was trained on race because she can't recall it uh being trained on race like she was trained to be because i think the answer to that uh whiteness and white supremacy is a little bit more invasive than christianity because christianity is just a tool uh, or has been wielded as a tool of white supremacy, right? And so I think that's why she I mean it works it functions better. It's got um it's, it's just got a um, a better game plan um and a purer game plan in terms of what it wants cuz you know Christianity um for the most part, right, is not necessarily um that terrible of, of a religion as it is terrible when it is wielded by people with their own desires right and so i would say that for that because that's just something that really struck me too uh is that she can't remember it because i mean you know racism is so embedded in our society that it just happens naturally over time you are trained on race now in terms of whether it's the whiteness or his maleness i think there's room to critique that to say that the character is critique I think it is the whiteness ultimately. Right. But I think that, uh, we all know that, you know, patriarchy, uh, as it is, as it is right, is like handed down from what most people have observed, um, from, from white people and those who must be white. Right. So I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it is a critique on the whiteness in terms of the, like, you know, he white, it ain't going to work out type thing is what the narrator is saying. But I also think, like you said, that these guys are imitating um, the the type of maleness that was handed to them, right? Because I don't think we've had an opportunity to define what um, maleness and masculinity means to us. We just kind of mirrored what we think the prototypical male is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um yeah. And so I think it's room to critique both of them. What do you think? I mean, for sure, right? Like,
0: I I think I think she was like getting at the maleness but didn't have the language for it. Yep, because, I don't think she has the
1: language for both of them.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can see why you say that too. Um, she, okay, so maybe, so I do see why you say that, but I would give her the, not even the benefit of the doubt, i will just give her the benefit and I will say that, or the credit. I do think she had the language for the whiteness, right? It, it uh-huh. might not have been like our language, right? Because you know what she's what twelve or something like that, but she had it uh-huh. though. You you know what I mean? But the the maleness, I think she was she was getting there, you know. Um, and I think overall that was more so the issue because she liked him. She she would say, you know, Mister Bemish is my friend, right? Uh-huh. I, I I call him a friend. You know, she's looking at him as a peer, and 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 that's another thing she's battling with throughout the story, right? Is this whole, you know, uh, how come adults don't like they they don't see me as like an equal, right? Which is another interesting topic. But with yeah. with Ching Johnson doing the the same things, right? She realized she didn't necessarily like that initially either. Him getting mm-hmm. real close to to Ansafranya, talking to her and whatnot, so she was saying that, you know, Mr. Bemish is white. He doesn't belong here, but she kind of had those same feelings towards chink. So that's why, that's kind of why I asked the question because I was kind of like, okay, she's saying this, but does she really mean it? Because he just so happens to be white doing something that you don't like. Somebody black is doing the same thing. You don't like it. It's just like, whatever, but you consider both of these people, your friend though, too. Um, and, and, I think, and I appreciate. And I'll let you go after this, you. right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I even like. I'll, I'll. I'll. I don't. I guess it's not bad that I'm bringing up Petrie here, right? But I like Petrie putting that on the page, giving us the chance to watch this little girl work through her thoughts, right? And 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 philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs>
1: Whatever I was supposed to say right there,
0: right? <laughs> her her pondering on things and in in and all that. I really like how that uh played out on the page.
1: Yeah, um one, I really want you to read Gorilla My Love. Uh if you enjoy I will. It, uh, I, will. I re- love, My love. love Uh to see how it's supposed to be. Uh, uh when don't do that. About, <laughs> when you're talking about uh about using using uh, the, the, the voice of children to play with some really big ideas. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Come on home to TCB. Come on home to Tony Cable Bar. And I'm, I'm telling you, you're really going to appreciate that a lot in Gorilla My Love. Um yeah. You know, the, the sure. done part was just me. Uh But <laughs> yeah, I, I know. think you are going to appreciate that. Now, let me ask you this, though. All right, so in, the, in this idea of her liking Mr. Bimish, right? Yeah. Have you not observed uh so in the south um and this, you know well because racism is everywhere but there is this idea of like liking people of the other race but you definitely wouldn't invite them in your home for dinner right like right. white people be like you know yeah i like that jared fellow uh but i sure don't want him with susan right yeah and yeah, yeah. and vice versa with black right. people right like you know hey I like Bob Bob's pretty cool we go fishing and all that but his son his Bob jr can not get close to Jasmine <laughs> right and so I right. think that I think there is still something to to be said about she liked Mr Bimish when he where he's supposed to be you know what I'm saying he coming all when he when he coming all up in the spot bringing all his Mr Bimish all up in the spot hugging on Unsophrenia, you know what I'm saying when the block get hot You know what I'm saying? Which I thought was a very smooth move. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mm -hmm. Bimish. Mr. Bimish, I'm I'm just gonna say you know what I'm saying? If not Mm. for certain things. Mr. Right. You know, the hug uh, hug, the hug is all uh, I say. So I just that too for that, you know. Uh but I do think like you are right to say like she did have some of the language. I think it's just blocked up in uh in youth, uh for for the race portion yeah but not necessarily. Uh, patriarchy, um, you know. But that's what I think. Peaches. Yeah. Like in those yeah. last few lines. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: and we we gonna we gonna get to that when we get to these awards too, but uh, word, but word. that's the thing though. You know what? I actually. And 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 I'll credit the narrator for for getting here. She she did like in the paragraph kind of after she wondered how she got indoctrinated in the race. She started talking about Dottle right when Dottle came up to town Mm -hmm. with what I believe was Dottle's boyfriend. I don't believe it's explicitly said, but I believe he came with his boyfriend. And she was talking about how Dottle was like basically like white passing essentially. But he's like he goes super hard. He's a race man ultimately, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we we see that we see that play out. too. Mm-hmm. Yo, Dottle, Dottle ain't playing no games. He the race man. We all want to be. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Outcha, man. Outcha. Yo, Living so she, uh, Petri got the dopest names.
0: Oh yeah, Dottle. I like Dottle. I'm mm. uh, mad. What's Doddle's What's Dottle's man name? No. I got to look it up. But uh yeah, I think that I think that might be what I got there, man. Cuz I think Dottle low key kind of indoctrined her in the race, but I guess she didn't realize mm-hmm. she was being indoctrined. She probably just thought it was like conversation cuz you know she looked at Dottle. Dottle was the adult who was like her friend for real. Like she loved
1: Dottle. You know what I'm saying? So, I think uh Which- I think that's you know like that's how it works you know like we get indoctrinated like that like you said through conversation yeah. <clears throat> in terms of race, um, yeah. And if if Dottle because I I want to go back to and double check if Dotto is there with the boyfriend, then maybe that frees Dottle up to be a true adult that like befriends her right or lets yeah. her have that her humanity. Because he isn't, um, you know how some um, the the tropes of masculinity are so tied to heterosexuality yeah. um, that because of that, Dottel may be freed up from some of that and can actually see her as a human.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go, I'm, that's a mic drop right there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. what is this? Does this next question come from? So, my next question is in the new. My next question is in the new mirror. Yours is in solo on the drums, I think. Uh, let me see. So I'm I might I might have to go right unless. That's
1: fine. Yeah, we yeah, here. yeah. We here, I'll...
0: son. We here. Yeah, let, let I'll I'll go since it's the new mirror. We kind of keep it uh sequential, right? So. All
1: right.
0: In new mirror, we see Samuel laying head to Norwich to get false teeth after he sees himself in the new mirror of the title and sees what he believes to be flaws inside of his mouth. He feels embarrassed because he now feels like he knows what white folks in his congregation are seeing when he sings in church on Sunday. So let me interlude from the question real quick because we got to just talk about that. All right. So last I checked the most segregated hour in America what is it from Sunday, from twelve to one or whatever? Didn't Malcolm X say that uh-huh. the most segregated uh-huh. hour in America is is when everybody go to church? And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not not in the church right now nowadays. Yep. But what, he's not segregated why at the church. Either? He's singing. He why why he over there? But you know what? That's because they like the only black family in will in. He wanna, he wanna praise the Lord. He ain't gonna let nothing stop mm-hmm. him from praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what? what I'm gonna shoot like. you some bail, Samuel Lane, because you ain't holding up the integrity, the integrity of the segregated hour, but it's all good.
1: So have you read um what is it? People, what is it, people like us? Um guess, People see. Like
0: Us. Is it is it you're talking about the one like about the black elite, right? Nonfiction? Yeah. Uh my kind of people, Your, my kind of our, people, our yeah. kind of people. Yeah, our kind of that.
1: people. Our kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you read uh, that
0: yet? I have not read it, and I surprisingly don't even have a copy
1: of that. But I'll change that soon. So um, Petrie, because you know Samuel—that uh, is the, the the guy's name in this one, right? Samuel Lane. Yeah, he was
0: unnamed in the first story, but his
1: name's revealed mm-hmm. to be Samuel Lane in the second. It's, it's yep. loosely based on her family. Um, yes. if you, yeah, um, and so knowing that her family was a well, uh, black family on elite family on the eastern seaboard, which is where the you know, you, you get your boot, um, boulet, and you get the people from our kind of people, right? They are your yeah. pharmacists, where they're the only black pharmacists, or your lawyers, your doctors, etc it makes a little sense if you read that, that he is in that uh, white church, like you said, because they are the only, uh, one of the only black families there, aside from the family that I think claims Indian heritage. Um, and one of the prerequisites that they kind of put themselves to, through is joining a either a, uh, either a white church or a white Catholic church or a, a black Catholic church. And so I could kind of, you know what I'm saying? Aside from mm-hmm. the fact that he the only one there, the way that he's so interested, um, like like how they really—I'll hold this part because this might work in your question, so I'm—I'm I'm right. gonna shut up right there. But yeah,
0: word. So okay, so back resume uh, question. Um, this to me works very well in the story alongside this theme of public life of the pharmacy. Which lands, uh, which the layans live in, right? They live in the pharmacy mm-hmm. that they are, the pharmacy, I guess, is built into their house, whatever the case may be, uh, mm-hmm. being separated harshly from their private life. And this also works well with the idea of separating our inner black lives from the white lives that view us, right? While maintaining an aura of respectability. I wanna talk about how we felt about Petrie basically choosing to tackle respectability politics, right? Um, Although she didn't have the language for it at the time because that term isn't created until the 90s. Shout out uh, Evelyn Higginbotham. Um, Uh And I want to talk about the conclusion especially, right? Because they were so determined to maintain this private life, right? Because they were concerned. They thought he went missing, but really he just went to get some new teeth. Concerned that, you know, the family went to the police. But our narrator, shout out to her. She calls mom with the little cryptic message, like, I forget, I forget what, what she said exactly, right? But uh, something about he, he, he lost his teeth or something like that and he found them hmm
1: Yeah, something like that. Right?
0: Yeah. But she... They were reluctant to go to police for, you know, I, for, for one, I don't blame them. Right? But they were reluctant to go, and they were even more so reluctant because they really didn't want anybody to know their business. So I just uh-huh. kind of want to talk about how how did you feel about the way this story gets at respectability politics, if you will, or just privacy right
1: um yeah let's talk about that so the first thing you know at first i was like this store sucks this store is not going to do me <laughs> any good um, right. and then it was my favorites um, uh, you know cuz i was like oh gosh we back we still in the same you know da, da, da. and it 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 works it works it's another um, testimony to petrie's master master uh, class of pacing, storytelling of, of community development, and family development, right? Um, and so much of this, like I said, is um, rooted in you know her drawing on her own family for inspiration. What I will say too, in terms of this respectability politics thing, um, I wonder, because I'm sure just from hearing in all black communities, same as like I said earlier, you know. Even though I'm I'm coming from the south, I know, you know, we have like this, um, we have this unified way of all kind of experiencing some of the same, um, tropes. And so, even though we don't get respectability, the phrase respectability takes. There's not a language per se for it in that lane. There was a language, or a they had a language to describe certain types of people right so like you it might is. hear uh well to do um you know that type of idea right and so i think it's very uh important to petrie right to talk about the barriers that black folks are putting up those well-to-do black folks are kind of putting up between them and them niggas over there type thing yeah You know what i'm saying yeah. um yeah. that's what that's one thing i think that's all about we aren't like them, and that's why there's that early critique of we don't rely on this Indian heritage or this. Um, well, you know, I got white in my family. You know how you know people mm-hmm. uh, do, is, is one part of it. And I think it's necessary because you want. Petra is so good at what she does, right? That most scholars always I, everything I've read about her in terms of the scholarly uh, work. Wondering how she did so well with the necessarily from the streets. Yeah. Uh, how she did the, the underbelly and uh, so well, right. When she purposes has no, um, yeah. and so, you know, you know, the, and that's one thing, right. But she definitely has a relationship to respectability politics and being like of that well-to-do family thing. Right. Of course. Um, and so, um, let me see. I think that's just of that, right? Like we don't want people in our business, right? That whole once you are once you have secured that place, uh, being that one Negro family, once you have secured that place of being oh, being will or being, you know what I'm saying? That that one that they're gonna kind of prop up you don't want anything to kind of shatter that, you know, cause that's what they always say. If those people get in, they don't never reach their hand back uh, because they so comfortable. And so I think that's yeah. a part of it too, but you, about the separation from, um, Oh, my God, it's, uh, oh yeah. inner black lives, right. Separating our inner mm-hmm. black lives from white lives, right. right. You work so hard to create the laying image that you don't want that shattered, you know, like yeah. how, how dare us not know where he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, how yeah. dare this person who probably spends so much time looking perfect not be perfect in the face of these white folks? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know that. You know as uh, that plays on some degree in a lot of people's minds. Uh, yeah. I try to make sure it don't play in mine, but we know that's a thing. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like not
0: to completely avoid leaning into respectability. Right, Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of us nowadays, especially like like people our age, younger, especially those younger, and people probably a little older than us too, are really leaning away from respectability politics. But there are some things that we do still that we wouldn't even realize are respectability Mm -hmm. politics that are indeed respectability politics. Um, I. I appreciate it for the story. Like, in life, I hate it, right? But in in, Mm -hmm. in the story, I appreciate how it works, where Sam is like, damn, I got to get these teeth because this is what these white folks seeing. Like, you know, of course, you know, you you wish that it's like, hey, you know, I I just want better teeth, so I'm going to give me some new teeth. But it's accurate to the time, man. It is. Because these stories if i'm not mistaken they're 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 ordered like in order of publication in in the mm-hmm. collection so that means this is a story that comes out probably in the 40s 50s at worst so yeah. this is jim crow is still alive and well in the south i mean mm-hmm. really alive and well in the north too they just didn't call it that yep yep right yep. so there's a whole bunch at play and that was a a strategic and smart move really um you know for us you know during that time so i'm not i'm definitely not gonna be the one to get on here and say yo i can't believe you did lean into it at that time like i I know what y'all were up against and i completely respect y'all decisions you know what i mean but um but yeah man um that I appreciate the way she got at it. Um I don't I don't wanna kinda be a broken record because you killed it. But um Yeah, it, it was just it was subtle, right? And it's subtle because we don't got the language at the time, so you gotta be subtle. Or mm-hmm. or it's gonna come off subtle to us in 2021 because of the language that we do have. So in that sense, the story aged well. Samuel Lane's character and his predicament aged well. Um, and I think it even aged well, unfortunately, um, that they were nervous about calling the police and going to them. That was literally their last resort. Yeah. But they were so concerned. They're like, man, we got to find them, you know. <laughs> and, and, you
1: know, I I ain't mad at them. Yeah. I, and it's unfortunate. I, I mean, mean I'm in we in heard in between, between um, our... our to the police. You know what I'm saying? I I am with sure. it. Um, you know something that um something, something that I, while I was listening to you talk about um yeah, of it, it. uh is that you know I don't remember when I was indoctrinated to respectability politics like our character in the story of Miss Muriel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. why it's so pervasive. It's hard to not think about white folks, right, when whiteness is the standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when you're yeah. talking about, you know, I ask my students that sometimes, right? All right, so what's professional dress, right? And they'll tell me what professional dress it is. And I'm like, who dresses like that? You know, like who who set that standard, right? Because why professional dress ain't Jabose? You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't set the standard. Whiteness right. is the standard. You know, not right. that Jabose is just blackness, but you know, you get where I'm going with this, right? Uh, and so of it's course. difficult to completely, like you said, to completely absolve yourself of it. Uh, when it is the standard everywhere um yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah
0: yeah man so now we get to we get to get into this new thing man these awards the uh war, the first war. award that we got is what the coach the best coach Oh, fitting too because one of the main characters in the question is a a nominee so um, Akili, why don't you share who you who you nominated?
1: I got the dad, and has anybody seen Miss Dora Dean? Um, in there, that are very yeah. coach like. Um, yeah. it's like you know how a coach has his way, uh, on the field in practice with the boys, um, mm-hmm. that he can't just necessarily, um in front of the parents of said boys, in yeah. in, in certain areas. <laughs> it felt very coach-like, and I'll read yeah. those bars um, <clears throat> as we get into the deliberations, you know? yeah. So, I think <laughs> that's the main character, but I think I got a really good, like I said, I got a really good uh, backing. Uh, yeah. So, what you got? So, I got, uh, I
0: got Samuel, uh, I got Samuel Lane, right, as a uh, as a nominee. I mean, when I'm nominating him, it's him from Miss Muriel, so I just have the dad. Um I have Belle Rose from Olaf and his girlfriend, which is something I'm sure we'll deliberate on a little later on. Um she 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 definitely she she might gotta win this. Um and then I got Pink. From in darkness and confusion, who, you know, we gotta we gotta shout out Pink because Pink set it off. Right? Pink yeah. Pink set off the confusion in the darkness. Right? So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. people everybody follow her lead. So, you know, those are the nominees, right? The only nominee that we have in common is the dad in the early stories. Yes. Right? Yes. But I don't know if because I was thinking about it, and I was like, so you know what? So I'm going a, I'm to a go back a little bit, y'all, right? Because I think we should probably describe the awards, right? So like I said, it's the latest edition, and we're going to be giving five awards, right? The first of which is um, the best coach of the book. The best coach. And the plan with the awards is we both will be able to nominate. We got to nominate a minimum of one, you know, person, place, or thing. So basically like a noun, Right one noun per uh, per award, and the idea is to have a maximum of five, although I think one of them I might have nominated six because one of these categories is loaded. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the plan is for us to deliberate and choose a winner on the air. You know, and it can only be one. We ain't, we ain't doing that participation trophy. So if we got to rock, paper, scissors it, then so be it. All right, so... Although we both have the dad in common, right? And he's the only one in common. I don't know if I'm ready to give him best coach, man.
1: Yeah.
0: I I, I think I'm riding with pink. Riding I think I'm pink? riding with pink on this, bro. Like, Uh-oh. man, I'm going to ride with pink because she died for the cause. Let, let's get right to it. <laughs> if, if, your coach, if your coach is going to die for you to win, that's the coach I want. That's the person that's who I want girl. leading me to victory. Okay, yep. so I am riding with pink.
1: Yeah, that is um when I, I didn't notice you had pink there. Pink is pink is yes. I mean best if you <laughs> if your coach is willing to take that ultimate, you know what I'm saying, fall. I but I do want to tell you guys about when uh the father what the father said. So Yes, yeah, so I would like to hear these are, lines too. We are. Let me see. Um, get to my notes. Here we go. When uh, he is talking, he says um, he's talking to the to mother, um, and he says maybe he was the type that never should have been married, never should have married. Yeah, like uh, yeah. He tried. You know, he tried to he tried to play it off. Once he realized he wasn't on the field, he tried to play it off. She was like, yeah, yeah, but what did you mean when you said he was a type that never should have married? Coach, Coach Pops was like, well, if he'd been another type of man, I would have said there was more than met the eye between him and Mrs. Wingate, but he was so, so-and-so, there couldn't have been. Mrs. Wingate thought a lot of him, and he thought a lot of Mrs. Wingate. That's all that was to it. It was just like one of those lifetime friendships between two ladies, right? Um, you know what I'm saying, and then again, mother checks him as she should. Uh, mm-hmm. and he says, He's just saying, It's just too perfect. My father said, dryly, the type that don't make good husbands, right? Which <laughs> is just a very good, like I said, a good display of some of those toxic, masculine, <laughs> uh, coach sensibilities that are on full display. On courts, on in locker room, yes. You know I'm saying uh, that I thought made Dad a possible figure in that particular story because he's not always so um, terrible. But um, <laughs> I'm with Pink. I'm with Pink hands down. I'm with Pink. What were so. you? Why? What made you nominate Bella Rose? I mean, look, man, Belle Rose,
0: the reason why she got to be nominated is because she was making sure Olaf was getting these messages regardless of where that man was at. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you yeah. know, she she was like, All right, man, I gotta get my player back home, right? I gotta get my man mm-hmm. back home. And she was like, Let me send this man was selling the ocean blue. He was he was Christopher Columbus for for, for Bell Rose. I don't know if that's a he maybe I should find like, some other he, sailor man, to yeah, compare. Yeah, hell yeah. He did,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he did not like the water, you know. So not he, only is he out there selling the ocean blue, um, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah. That yeah, was a man. tough one. Belle <laughs> <laughs> Rose was He did sail, though. He did sell,
0: you know, and and mm-hmm. hmm. You gave me an idea. Aha! So so when we get to one of these other awards, I might, if I don't have Olaf, I'm going to have to add him to one of these awards. Uh, so okay. I think we are uh, yeah. now on you for uh, the question. I think we want to ask you your first one now.
1: All right, let's see. Where are we? Here we go. So my first one says... Um, it's, it's just me kind of talking about things that show up in uh, Petrie's uh, novels, right? Um, yeah. One of which is the black musician. In the story, Solo on the Drums, we see Kid Jones, a drummer who seems to have amassed some level of fame, struggle with the trappings of stardom as it clashes with his humanity. Through him, uh, Petrie sends uh, me two questions, right? Uh, on page 236, I'm a mosey on over here. Yeah. On page 236, after he had finished changing his clothes, he glanced in the long mirror in his dressing room. He hadn't changed any. Same face, no fatter and no thinner, no gray hair, nothing. He frowned because he felt that the things that were eating him up inside ought to show, but they didn't. Right? Mm, uh, what is Oof. What do you think? What do you think Petrie is saying about how our artist's humanity is often shrank by their stardom in this quote? Because I think of how our folk are whittled down to their characters on the shade room and how we respond like we know, like we totally know them, their situation, etc. So what do you think she's kind of saying about how we interact with the humanity of these people we perceive to know? For instance, you know, I hate LeBron James, right? hate him as a person right i say that all the time oh, i hate him as a person right God. um but i don't know him as a person right. right i don't know lebron i don't know what he's doing right now you know right. i assume he's making that face that i send you and uh <laughs> you know that face he makes after he after he after he um is is light is lightly injured and then comes back and dunks off the backboard uh, and then you know he has to push gra he has to aid gravity as if gravity needs help pushing down his hands, he'll mm-hmm. push down gravity three times just to show us that he is king of all. But yeah, like I don't know Lebron. So what is Petrie saying? <laughs> what is Petrie saying about our uh our propensity to whittle our our artists down our our, our right you know what got it. Man, um
0: it's it's interesting, right? Because in this story, he he feels that way, but it's more because it's it's personal, right? You know, cuz cuz Kid Jones then lost his baby girl, right? Mm, mm, mm. So yeah so i'm wondering what i'm what I'm wondering is this this story is solo on the drums right so Petrie slash solo of the drums i i i i'm gonna phrase it as solo of the drums right uh-huh. solo of the drums is telling us it's a meditation on professionalism and maintaining it throughout all costs right.
1: Oh, and yeah. I, I'm
0: I'm I'm glad you asked this question because that was one of the ones I kinda like cut, right? But uh-huh. Uh-huh. because I knew we would get to this. I wanna I wanna kinda counter your question, although I'm trying to answer it. I wanna kinda counter it with a question too. And it's and it's a simple one. It is is the professionalism worth it? Because not That's, only yeah. did he lose his 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 wife, he lost his wife to uh, the piano player. What the the marquee of? Let me let me find my man's name because I like his of name. Rome? is it Marquis Wrong. Yeah, the the marquee of because I got you know we we got him nominated. He might win. Okay, the oh, marquee man. of Brund. <laughs>
1: yeah, which I think yeah. is like really a song or something. Like a song. Let me see. Oh, it
0: is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The, you know, she, he lost his wife, his wife woke him up in the rain. That's how I'm imagining it, right? Mm. She <laughs> woke him up in the rain. It's raining outside. You see the water kind of running down the window or whatever, right? She woke Bart, him up Bart. and she's like, she like, yo, you don't put it down like Marquis put it down. No, you don't put, it down, you know?
1: put it down. You know?
0: Marquis put it down. You don't put it down as good as he do in... Because of that, I'm out of here. You
1: know? I'm out. Hey,
0: hey, look. Here you ring, baby. I don't I don't even Mm -hmm. need it. Marquis got me a bigger one. And that ain't and that ain't the only thing bigger he got. You heard me.
1: Hey, hey. You know. Look, when I when I read it, you know, I ain't ashamed to say it. You know, (laughs) Marquis was Marquise. (laughs) I'm calling him Marquis because
0: I feel like Marquis mm-hmm. is the one that's gonna steal your girl. I yeah, think he it's might be
1: Marquis, but... <laughs> Marquise of the Brown. Marquis of Brown. <laughs> Boy, who did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marquee but to answer to, to answer that counter, though, that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like when does. Like when is the person allowed to bust out of that professionalism and be a human? Yeah. If ever there is a time, it's now. You know what I'm saying? If ever there's a time to at least not show up to work, I yeah. can't play the drums at after Marquiston played the piano <laughs> with my girl. You know what I'm saying? Oh my after he just showed her. After he didn't show her how to put her hands on the on the, on the the white keys and the black keys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Put her feet on those pedals that go underneath the piano that I don't even know why they are there. I can't play the drums then. You know what I'm saying? And to, you know, like, when does LeBron get to swing carelessly uh, and make you know, like, someone bleed their own blood? You know, man. he's had what? The perfectionism. Yeah. He's allowed one, one hour moment, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, like you would, you would hope so, man. It's just like, and, and I don't know whether to shout out Kid Jones or to lament him, like for going lament. up there and playing that show, because I'm like, you wasn't, I don't know, you wasn't supposed to be his teammate, and and here's another, here's me. Imagine it, too. Maybe I'm subtexting and I don't even realize it, but I imagine, you know, I'm going to steal your phrase, Marquisa Brown, right? I imagine Marquisa <laughs> Brown, like, playing the piano, you know, sitting up. He got his good posture, right? He got his good posture. Yeah, yeah. playing the piano. But whole time he playing, and he just looking over there. Mm. Yeah. Thought, thought you was my competition. Mm-hmm. I I showed you. And then when he gets to a good mm-hmm. part, he, you know, he started going crazy over there. He's he shaking his head mm-hmm. back and forth, getting his Ray Charles and shit all right. And then he just look over there. Yep. He's still playing, but his face gets still. Like, yeah. You you mm-hmm. know, you know who I'm yeah. going home to, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. You synced it. And
1: you heard about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. From from the source. You know. So uh oh, man.
0: I, you know if he would have if he would have just like turned that concert into a boxing
1: match I wouldn't have been mad man. Yes. Now I, to 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 add on to it right that was kind of this is kind of a two part joint. In the story, the sound takes him away. It takes mm-hmm. him to his issues, and the music forces him to meditate. Play like, what's bothering him it. on page two thirty seven. He says, and now, well, he felt as though he was floating up and up on on the blue note of the trumpet. He half closed his eyes and rolled up on it. It had stopped being music. It was that voice making him shiver, hating it, and not being able to do anything about it. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving. It's the guy who plays in love with him, and I'm leaving now today. Like, rain in the streets. <laughs> Heat, gone. Food gone everything gone because a mm. woman's gone I'm just gonna stop right there um, and say one thing so I've read this really cool uh, piece of scholarship this literally being a rebellion piece uh Petri against the uh, the unwillingness to allow, women to be jazz critics. Right? Wow. Um that I thought was just super dope. Um that is I dope. It, it, yeah, I believe it's Ralph Ellison that they say gets gets a lot from uh and kind of is able to play around with jazz in his writing because of Petrie uh Bar with this. Um, So that's one cool thing about that. But the other thing is, um, I was reading uh, a piece about Corrigidora and Gail Jones on this idea of ritualized dialogue. Uh, What she says is a space in writing. The language isn't the same or the movement between the people talking isn't the same. This process, which is worth looking at, ultimately takes the language and intensifies it so that the dialogue is taken out of a naturalistic realm. And that's where I think my man was, right? Uh, yeah. But that's just a side note of just random nerdness. What is it about <laughs> black folks and music? And why don't we acknowledge its power? We always say, say it's just entertainment, but, but I think we all know it's not. It's, it's entertainment, at least on, on some level. level. What, what do you think about the relationship of black folks and music? Okay. And this, and I realized
0: too, I never answered the question about how we treat famous people. So now I'm going to put this in there. I'm going to answer both at the same time. Right. Music holds and has a tremendous power over us. Tremendous. Right. Because Uh here, here's the thing I won't, you know, as you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself Mr. Righteous one. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and go down the list of names that people have quote unquote canceled. But what I will say is, you know, if someone makes good music and they're very talented, they get a lot more leeway before you, quote unquote, cancel them. Right. Uh-huh. Versus someone whose music you don't necessarily like in the first place. Right. Um, and, and 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 this leans into the whole relationship with fame. Right. Because when you're I mean, they got the term stand right from from Eminem's song. Right. Stan is is, you know, we all say that now I'm a I'm a I'm a stand for this, a stand for that, blah, blah, blah. We all say I say it all the time. And that that speaks to our relationship with the fans Uh, or or not the fans with the with the people who are famous, where we do feel like like like. Yeah. This is an age old debate. The age old debate is. If you see Achille Naziri, if you go outside your door right now and you just so happen to bump into Jessamyn Ward, right? She, she famous mm-hmm. stuff, so I'm going to use her. And she's from Mississippi. You run into Word, Jessamyn Word. Ward. Let's say she just walking though. She just out for a walk, man. She, this is how she kind of collect her piece every day. She don't really want to buy with mm-hmm. nobody. But you see her, right. you got your copy of Salvage of the Bones. You approach her and you like, jasmine you need to sign my book because i bought your book Mm
1: -hmm. some
0: people feel like it is her obligation to step aside from her routine to sign your book right yeah and i'm not even gonna give my feeling on it right but i think that entitlement says everything you need to know about our relationship to stars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right yeah. um, and n- what 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 else were you asking just about music? Man, music, yeah, m- music is can you imagine life without music? i I, I hate mm-hmm. to answer the question with a question again, right? but music is yeah. literally no pun intended the drum beat to our life man i i every day we listen Aww. to music whether we plan to or not if we turn on the tv if we listen to a pod if we go to youtube whatever you're going to hear music whether it's the background or something whether it is In a in a uh, I'm I'm guess I'm saying the same thing because you're gonna hear it either on a commercial, you're gonna hear it on your show for the introduction. You're always gonna hear. There's like no way to avoid music for real, and I don't want to live a life where music has to be avoided. It's music can do everything. Like like music gets us through stuff sometimes. Like especially like R and B heads out there, and, and admittedly, I'm more of a hip hop head than anything. Right. But there are people who say, yo, I listen to such and such. I just throw Summer Walker out there. I throw Jasmine Sullivan out there. I throw Lucky Day out there. Right. I listened to these people after I broke up with my, you know, my partner or whatever. Right. And because of that, it, it got me through it more. Right. So, you know, and not only that, sometimes it's just like, yo, man, we about to go out. It's Friday night. We got the we got the drinks over here. We got we got motherfucking you know. You you might go back to like high school and and start playing like uh some crime mob or something. Who knows, man? You know. Um, no. yeah, of course, it has a strong hold on us, and for black folk in America too, right? And I, I'll say I'll say something about black folk globally, and then I'll say something about black folk in America black folk globally make the best music period right uh-huh. if you have it just so happens if you have melanin you're 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 making the best music ever and you created every you genre bar. of it right um but for us and, and i gotta do some more like scholarship research whatever but the blues right uh-huh. the the blues comes from us and it was for us to like vent it was it was a What's the word? Cathartic. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, it, it's if you want to get into like I guess the epigenetics thing, right? It's in our it's in our blood. It's in our DNA,
1: right? hmm Come on now. So, so yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah, what I got. Cook, cook. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. I think. Um, in listening to you, I think that lack of of what I was saying about why we don't necessarily, I think we do acknowledge it. I think we we have a tendency to say it's just entertainment when when that power has been questioned in a way that's negative. You know? Yeah. said uh, we we get ready to, to club certain times to get through so and so and so and so, so. Um and so I think that, that we have a tendency to do that on um, you know and uh I gotta send you that article about um well, them Please questioning do. whether or not this uh petrie's uh critique of the unwillingness to allow women to be critics of jazz um because it was it was some dope it was some dope stuff and like i said i think it's the ellison that that is kind of in conversation with in terms of work
0: i really like that you brought that point up too because a, a new thing that i do in my notes and and feel free to jock it if you listen and if it intrigues you whenever i really like the language on a page i make sure to write down that page number in my notes and i simply write language and then i write what i liked about it that way Mm -hmm. you know whenever i make it a google doc or something right i can search Control f language and then i can find good language that i like throughout the book right so um and in and that was the the main story where I did it like multiple times because I really liked the way she talked about the music, how how she that's, wrote the music. I was like, wow, this reads so well, right? And then you tell yeah. me this this rebellious the rebellious nature of that, like just lovely language, and and that makes me like it even more. So I, I appreciate that knowledge.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Carrigadora Gail Jones ritual because essentially what's happening is um the the sentences are are like imitating the it's played uh in jazz. Um, you know, with that uh-huh. uh, rain in the streets, heat gone, food gone, everything gone because a woman's gone. You know, mm-hmm. I played and so um, when I'm reading it I'm like, yo, yo, Petrie just, just too cold. <laughs> And it made me think about scenes in, Correga, in uh, Um, yeah. you know, and I, getting into that piece of scholarship too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We on a war? I think I yeah, man. Went twice. I think I need to.
0: no, no, no. Cause cause <laughs> your cause your your questions those like rolled together. You you, you know what I'm saying? So it, it it all works out. But um, so so the all next right. award we did uh, best coach. So now we on to one that I'm excited for here, man. Um most improved player. So this is this is gonna be fun. So you you wanna you wanna let out
1: your nominees again or you want me to go this time? It's up to you. All right, most in, most improved player. We got I got old Peabody and Luella Brown. Right. Um, I, I gotta hear know, that. Old one Peabody is yeah, old Peabody, you know, you know, at first he's just an old racist white man, but um because of the communion he uh ends up experiencing. Well, uh, you know, yeah. he like trying to he like trying to get everything together and get it right. You know, now is he motivated by positivity? Hell no, nah. he just want Luella to get the hell up out of his dreams. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, he gets uh to yeah, he gets to uh where Luella needs him to be. So uh right. he is improved by uh design. Now I think we both can talk a little bit about my second candidate here, uh brother Manny uh from Mother Africa. <sighs> Who we have in Who common. Is? Yep. I mean yeah, I mean, come on. Like my man's whole his whole world's upside <laughs> down for two reasons, right? Um, Man. You know, and Manny ends up being a whole different Manny. I want to let you wax a little bit about Manny uh, too, so I won't go too too long on why he's nominated. Then we got laying <laughs> with them teeth. Now with- I got new teeth too, <laughs> and and I know how the power of the new teeth. You know what I'm saying? If Samuel's anything like me. He showing them new teeth uh, as many times as, and, and then because uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, Samuel had no teeth, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he, no he uh, yeah, which uh, I I didn't so, realize. I guess his age. Oh, speech is probably
1: is probably been stepped up, you know, because he been. <laughs> Where. He got the teeth that he yeah. and I hope that comes through. Um, <laughs> that's C D, you know. Um you know. <laughs> so I'll say that and then Word. it's on you. You gotta you, got you got a good amount of folks in, in here. So what you got? Man,
0: so so I I'll first go over the people who we have in common, which is Manny and Samuel Lane. You know, you gave us a little piece on Sam, so I'm a I'm a big up my man Manny man, cause he that man yes. was stinking. He he wasn't he wasn't uh-huh. like grooming. He he was just the uh, the the repair man or whatever the 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 uh, the junkyard man, and, and that's what the he was known for. Man. People, yep. you know, and there's like this hilarious scene at the barbershop shop where he finally gets like cut up and. <laughs> You know, and the dude, I think, is recommending he get new clothes next. Because he's like, yo, you know, you kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, you kind of, these clothes kind of smell, my brother. You know, the barber being the uh, yeah, the renaissance stink, man. Yeah. <laughs> the barber being kinda the stink. renaissance you know stink, man, as a barber bro. should. Yeah, he, nah, he yeah. high-key stinks, right? And it got to the point, mm-hmm. the reason why he gets this nomination and has a good chance of winning is because, People didn't even recognize him when they went to the store the next time. When they went to the <laughs> junkyard to try to get stuff not. like for the low, they thought it was a new employee. So mm-hmm. I mean, come on. He he was like he he got like a BBL or something, you know what I mean? Like he, he was mm-hmm. lit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? He was about to get followers Litty, on man. IG. So I'm telling you, then you, you know, I, I had to nominate my man Olaf, right. Because my man, mm-hmm. Olaf, he he was going through the water to get to his girl, man. And he was scared of that water. Mm-hmm. He, he went to uncharted he territory to get the Bell Rose. You know what I mean? So, so my man,
1: Olaf. My man, Reggie. Yeah. If someone tells you, we found your old lady. an yeah. old lady in New York, and she dancing, and it ain't good dancing. <laughs> <laughs> why, you, why they do my man Olaf that? Why they have to tell Olaf that she dancing but it ain't and it ain't he even. Good good dancing. Dancing. She doing some she doing some other kind of dancing. <laughs> like I can see the person like, hey Olaf, your old lady over there dancing. <laughs> and she dancing dancing.
0: You know man, that? Man. Dancing man, dancing.
1: Man. Olaf, you
0: know, Olaf knew that he knew that, you know. Whatever work she doing, she got me in mind, you know what I mean? And I ain't going to lie, man, <laughs> yeah. you, you never know. Once you once you go on for someone, you gone, bro. It don't matter what you hear. You, you know on, what I mean? Man. Knows why so, though. Yeah. And and uh what what is it? So I got Olaf. I got Luella Brown here, man. Luella mm-hmm. Brown holds a special place in my heart, man. Luella yeah. was giving these white <laughs> oh, let me just say how I was gonna say it. Luella was giving these white niggas hell from the grave, bruh. From the yeah. grave. It's hey. her bones. Like like she the mm-hmm. OG. You know, like yeah. she she gotta be most improved. Cause it's like, oh, I was just sitting here minding my business and and now I'm giving y'all hell just because I can you know her her she is explosive Mm. she is explosive from start to finish and she starts literally like from nothing basically right well her soul forever lives right but her bones basically are just chilling so i think that zero to 100 real quick makes her a candidate for most improved um and then I got Can William we... Jones.
1: I... Yeah,
0: yeah. I oh, I got to shout out William yeah. Jones because he he kind of came around to, uh, in particular, he came around to what is it? Uh, anime? Not anime. What was uh what's what's the, what's the daughter name? Um, I, I'm gonna just say May. Oh. But I I, I nominate him not not the daughter oh, but yeah. the niece. Yeah, if you find the name, let me know. But um. But, yeah, I nominated him for Most Improved because he finally came around to her because he was really giving her a hard time for her staying out late and, like, going to work late and, and, and uh, like, the way yeah. she's dressed and all yeah. that. But when he sees her outside, like, as they're protesting, he uh, – because I, I don't want to call it a riot because I feel like that has a negative connotation. They're protesting. Yeah. Um, Then – um, he, he finally understood her and he had that, like, come to Jesus moment, if you will. What was, did you find her name? Is it hey. Annie May? Not anime, Annie May. So Annie supposed. May. No. So those are, those are my nominees who, who do we think won, man?
1: Cause uh, I, I think, yeah, I'm voting <laughs> both for Manny and Brown. Okay.
0: So, I counter your Mussolini with a Mussolini X, and I think we only give mm. it to Manny.
1: Okay, I can live with because, that because I feel like Luella yeah. has a strong case for another award that's later down the road.
0: Very strong, right? And yes, so I, I we, we're gonna go ahead and give most improved player to Manny. He, he, he narrowly wins this award. It was close, you know, but, uh, but Mussolini X saved the day for Manny. Um, yeah. Yeah. so let's see what we got here. I think, uh, I think I'll, I'll jump in here. Cause I think, uh, this person might actually be featured in the next award we get to. Um, the question that I have is we get more and more interesting twist in the collection when Manny realizes that Mother Africa is actually white uh, upon yes. like getting close to her face, right and and it's the lips in particular that gives it away before learning that she was white, he was proud of her. and this story was infused with great commentary about the role white folks played in Africa as slave traders, missionaries, and looters because uh manny there were some thoughts that we saw of him like kind of talking about that right and with the missionaries in particular we learned about the clothing they brought to africa in order to keep the black folks moral uh or the i should say the africans uh uh, moral and we see how this principle traveled across the water as the harlem community he lives in was offended by the presence of this supposed black woman's body. Because at first this Mother Africa statue was nude. So I would like to yeah. talk a little bit about and simultaneously give flowers to Anne Petrie for her commentary on cultural appropriation, right? And the criminal existence of the nude black body, right? And it seems even more fitting because another project that I saw recently Um, I know I mentioned a true story earlier, but another thing I saw recently was this documentary on Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake uh, from the Oh four Bowl with the wardrobe malfunction. Right. Where, you know, Uh it's, it's all like, like Janet Jackson was made to feel like she was the criminal in that situation. Right. And she ends up basically having to like kind of disappear for a little bit and whatnot. And this, this thing lives with her, and it's like you know Justin was there too, right? Justin was the one who yeah. ultimately pulled off the 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 little item anyway. And to top that off, yeah. right? I mean, we don't we don't even, you know, I, I it probably should be someone who actually has breasts who talks about like freeing the breasts, right? But what I will yeah, say yeah. is she definitely had like something covering her nipple anyway. So even if you were offended, why were you offended? Because if she was wearing like a bikini or something like a two-piece, it'd just be like, oh, she got on a two-piece. You can see, uh, you know, cleavage and stuff with that. And then women wear dresses all the time that show cleavage. So to me, it just felt like cleavage as opposed to anything. And, you know, and I'll stop so I don't be a broken record. Even if she did have her nipple out, so what? But, um...
1: Yeah, um... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, story, yes, from beginning beginning to end, and especially in the end, end. definitely, Definitely, I mean, I don't even even know, because I think it's like like this round round and round of uh, white supremacy and the construct of race in general construct how that can affect us right because it's like it's almost like there is this association that many is putting uh, through his interactions with this and the woman who left him right um and make it, it want to present himself in um in a better light right like that be respectable to everyone else and so you know sudden, in the end, it's not even the type of person he thinks he's actually uh, getting himself together for. Conscience. Conscious of this, right? I think is it, mm-hmm. uh, critique is that you know you do all these things not knowing that uh, for whiteness, right? It's like it's like a, it's like a, a part a, of it, yeah. or because it's of whiteness, you know. Ultimately, is this commentary inside of that? Being offended by the by this seemingly black woman's body, uh, we see that play out all the time, right? Um,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, like I
1: said, there's so much. There is my the idea of there being this upper layer critique of this is these are the things to do and seek in the approval of whiteness, unknowingly, right? and then also are the these are some of the expectations that we have of all women right which is to make the man better right like not that it's right yeah. but i'm saying these are some expectations that you hear yes and so i don't know man this is just such a brilliantly written story because yes. it just had me going i didn't see this could you see the ending coming a completely flip the switch on me right completely flip the switch.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Wow, right? So, um yeah. I loved it though. I love that shit though. I and it. you know, you know why I love it even more? Because for those of us who have read the narrows, you know that statue comes from the treadways. Who yeah. You know, for those who may, you know, once again, if you read the Narrows, Camilla Treadway, Sheffield, and then, you know, I forget all the other Treadways, right? But that infamous family, right? Um, And that's why I talk about cultural appropriation with this because, you know, you can't help but think of Camilla and her fling with Link, right? Or her whatever with Link. And it makes me also think of how so many non-black women get surgery right with the idea of being what they think a black woman's body is Yep. right because yep. all that stuff about the the big button all that is is stereotypes anyway right okay. so it made me think of that because they basically make this statue they say oh it's a white woman but going you know we're gonna blow her out we're gonna we going hide and top Venus mm-hmm. her out or whatever yeah um and my man like fell for it right he he, he, he went for it. he yep. liked this white statue because it exuded blackness in his mind which uh-huh. you know says a lot when you really kind of think about that and you think about you know going back to the famous people who you see some of these famous people with in particular right yeah. these famous men and the non some of the non-black women that they're with and and i know some people are thinking of a name that i'm just not gonna say because what's understood don't need to be said um so you know that, that's
1: that's that's what i'll say about that and it's a the critique that's why I said this is such a brilliantly I think that's even a critique on what we even think of as blackness like what is black then yeah. right is blackness something that you can kind of put on and uh, put it in diff- uh, in different mediums to where someone can put it on and, and utilize it to their ends right um, you know when you brought in the treadways, you know, she ventures down uh, wow. to uh, the, the, the bottom, et cetera, et cetera. the arrows, yeah. The bottom, yeah, and and utilizes her ability to go in and out of that to kind of, you know, for all intents and purposes, trap the brother. Um, now, yeah. am I happy that Manny, this happened to Manny? Yeah, because now my dog ain't out here stinking. You know what I'm saying? He got a fresh cut sometimes it sometimes it takes these things <laughs> i'm just glad that my man is doing great uh, yeah that was a good question there bro hey no i appreciate it
0: man and and you know from there we go to the next award which is what best defensive player right so so uh and, and i know we haven't necessarily been describing these awards so i'll i'll describe it now right you know we're right here we're thinking of a person a figure a noun as i said earlier we're thinking of a noun uh who best prevented others from reaching their goals in this collection right um so yeah who uh who who you got nominated
1: man um best defensive player we got them white boys in the week whoo white boys Oh, my God. Okay. Mm. I... <laughs> and then yeah. we got the foreman, the winding sheet. Yes. You know, the one who was like, yeah, it's always y'all in words being late. Yes. And then, even yes. though it says Manny, I don't think I meant to type Manny there. I'm thinking I'm talking about um, who pr- us uh, through.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he was black, though. So, I get why you were tight, Manny. Yeah, he was he was a black dude.
1: So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm definitely rooting for them white boys in the witness for best defensive player. I mean, so, we got
0: them in common because they were just a menace. Like, like through and through, those boys were a menace, right? And I, that's the one story no, so In Darkness and Confusion and The Witness were, like, kind of two stories that I kind of heard about, like, coming into the collection, um, as well as Miss Muriel, obviously, the title, you know, collect, uh, title story. Um, I just didn't realize these boys were... <laughs> Yo, they were menaces not only because they were just out of pocket, but they were smart. Like, they even implicated my man Charles and, and they were on doing and it was like Charles was literally floating up shits creek you know what I mean and and okay so we got we got the white boys in common we we so the the people or the nouns that I have rather are I have Aunt sophronia I have aunt sophronia <laughs> because of her work against Mister Bimish, Bem- Mr. I think she did a good man. job holding him off. So <laughs> I had to nominate her, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I had to nominate my man Dotto. and I'm I'm a ride for no, Dotto, Dotto because, like I said, Dotto is the race man we all want to be. He sees a white man cross the line, he get that white man out of town, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Dotto and Chink Johnson had to run up on Bemish and said, look, you're not, you're not welcome around Willing no more. So what, we only black people. This is our set. This is my corner. I want you up off my corner. Right? So he, he hey, they yes. Avon barksdale Bimish, Bemish, right? So I had to nominate uh, And then... I am going with a noun here as a nomination, which is the word nigger because oh. of the terror that it wreaked on protagonists in stories like a winding sheet, a necessary knocking on the door, right? A necessary knocking at the door, that word, that word prevented a life from being saved. The possibly, yeah. the possible usage of that word prevented a life, from being saved, right? Yeah. Then you have in darkness and confusion, right, where it's used by uh I believe the cop um that um that had the incident with the 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 dude who uh yeah. What was it? Uh um what's my man's name the protagonist in that? But the uh, protagonist or his son, Sam. I do remember Sam. The, yeah, the protagonist definitely. Stuff. yeah it is william william jones i don't know why i forgot william jones mm-hmm. so william jones yeah, yeah. saw that incident where he thought his son's life flashed before his eyes right and the cop used it you know the n-word and then um and then even in dobby's gone where you got uh sue right who's also a nominee for a defensive player of the year uh or defensive player i should say best defensive player um mm-hmm. you know the n-word's using that story where they're talking to her and then I had to nominate Sue for best defensive player because she fought off them white kids and I just love to see it. Yeah. She fought them off. So, <laughs> so now we got to deliberate on a winner. Right. And so I going into this, believe it or not, I actually was thinking, yo, the white boys going to take this easily, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of want to ride for my man. Dotto right now. I ain't going to hold you, man. I kind of want to ride for Uh, Dottle. I really appreciate the work Dottle did, man. I like, I like imagining, like pulling up to that scene, like the narrator, and just seeing Dottle and Chink Johnson standing there, and just watching Bimish pack up his truck, and Bimish looking over at them, and they just staring at him, right? They just staring, and he know he can't do nothing.
1: But the white boys, though. I mean, that's them white, boy. <laughs> the white boys. Them white boys is airtight, boys. dog. They thought man. of it all. There was no escape. Yo. There was no escape. And they've been nominated twice, but I think deep defense man. is their specialty. <laughs> their specialty. Um, mm. I, I gotta throw. I mean, I think now Donald, Yeah, you know that is the ultimate block. My man Bimish gotta get. Gotta get gone. Um, but white but boys, man, the white, you know what the white boys made? Nothing.
0: What you call skip town too? Charles Woodruff had to skip town because of them. <laughs> yep, yeah, The
1: white, white boys got. this. They're an unstoppable. Yeah. Force.
0: Unfortunately, they, those little white boys were good white supremacists in training. Look at that.
1: I'm telling you, Damn. they were the epitome of white supremacy. Everything was thought <sighs> out. You know? Well, and and yeah, they were a little vicious, right? As white pe as white supremacists often are. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um I mean, come on, man. The white boys was not playing with that, that was son. Hey, them white boys, hey, look. I don't know, do we do another question before we get to the next award? Uh yeah, I think we got one yeah, we got we should have two more questions
0: and two more awards, I think. Yeah, but I think uh yeah, two. I think
1: it should be two questions, or is it one and then two awards? Something like that. Might be. I don't know. I think I might have. I think I got one more left.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm
1: saying. The, the, the white boys low-key could be back-to-back winners. They could be. Yes, that is true. They low-key <laughs> low could be back-to-back winners. I'm just going to say that.
0: Yeah, we, got, uh, so we do see, got your... We do got your one question about uh, about Luella Brown.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Here we yeah. go. Is it here? Where is it? You at Luella. All right, here we go. All right, so you ready? Yes. There are two stories that do very important work in this collection of stories. The two stories, The Bones of Luella Brown and The Witness present the reader with two very important things to consider. One being the absurdity of race as a social construct, which is full display in the bones of the Luella Brown and sure. the dangers that social construct yields for those on the wrong side of the power dynamic of the social construct, which is on full display in The Witness. Can you speak to those two concepts and how they materialize in the story? Uh, then what ultimate critique do they make of race and how does the critique mirror contemporary america
0: sure i mean the answer's in the question right because you said it's absurd i mean literally you boil down our skin you boil down all that shit right we we all got the same thing so
1: uh-huh.
0: you know there's that and and it's just like how we we always talk about how you know whiteness is an idea Blackness, I mean, we we don't really talk about blackness as an idea so much or say it, it that precise way as much, but, I mean, it's all an idea. It's all a very well-executed idea, but ultimately an idea because our skin color says nothing about who we are and what we can and cannot do. Um, And, and the bones of Luella Brown in particular gets at that all crazy because like it, they they thought it was either what the countess they were like yo we don't know whether yeah. it's the countess's bones or luella's and that's the point the point petrie's yeah. making is if we were all bones you wouldn't know <laughs> you wouldn't
1: know yes.
0: <laughs> yes so so pick pick a set of bones and call one luella call one the countess right Mm
1: -hmm. um so couldn't do it
0: yeah you know and then to top that off too i I like i especially like this question when geared towards the witness right when i think about it now because when you hear oh you're gonna go manage some delinquent children right some readers are going to Mm -hmm. think those delinquent kids are black because America has made you think that the face of delinquency is black. But yeah. In the in in the witness we see that the face of delinquency is not black. The face of delinquency doesn't have a face. It's just delinquency. It comes in all shapes and sizes. And it turns out I ain't never <laughs> I ain't never seen no group of black boys moving like them white boys did in the witness, all right? Let, let's talk
1: I about that. Just, listen, I, I was just going to say that's because delinquency oftentimes is projected on us, you know, as opposed to some of these delinquent behaviors that a group of white boys have gotten away with in the past, continue to get away with in the present, and will be getting away with in the future. Um, yes, as long, yeah, as long as, know, as long as things stay the way they are. i heard a group of black boys. Yeah, I ain't never heard a group of black boys consider cannibalism these, these vicious, vicious group of, of Bratleys. did. I mean these guys <laughs> uh these were the tommiest Tom sure. ever read. I mean if ever there was a group of Billys, Billys that I was afraid of, here they are. If if there has <laughs> uh of Adams. There's never been a cacophony of Adams that I <laughs> want to switch sides of the sidewalk for. It was this group. Here. Oh
0: my God! What I I would proudly racially profile them white boys. <laughs> okay. I would I would tuck I would tuck my purse near me if I had one. I would walk across the street. I would do it all what's what's all that shit that, that they be doing i do any anything you could think of the racially profile them I'm white boys up. i'm locking hey.
1: i'm locking the car door <laughs> i'm locking the car door i mean like all i saw was like Good. six macaulay coins, you know what? just looking just looking <laughs> at me and and having it all laid out i there was oh, nothing bro. that my, there was nothing that Woolworth could do man r- r- proud a proud Perfect reggie bailey the proud
0: reverse racist
1: <laughs> yes because my god my god oh, my i love man. that story but i i left i left feeling icky i love icky,
0: and 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 that's good because the reversal of stereotypes should make us feel icky man it should and mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's real work being done on these pages in a short amount of time, man.
1: I like how Charles was like, Hey, this these white kids is your problem, Mr. White Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, was, no, Charles talking. had a few a few good moments before things got really bad. He was like, Hey, these ain't my problem. These are your problem. But they were, of course, Charles and every other human being on the planet Earth. <laughs> man
0: shoot yo and it's wild because charles was right charles was another real good race man he just got caught up know what i mean that and got down bad man and and like you were saying this question goes very smoothly with our next award which is best offensive player so you know think here about a person who was successful or a noun that was successful at reaching their goal in this collection, right? So um yeah one that uh although I don't I don't have it written down we going we gonna go ahead and, and Mussolini this too them white boys. Them white boys wanted to inflict terror and won't nothing stopping them <laughs> Won't well, nothing get in their way from inflicting terror, right? And I I gotta nominate mm-hmm. Chink Johnson. Because you got to remember that scene where, you know, at first, Ansa Friant wasn't trying to give him no play. Then she did. And the next thing you know, she realized, oh, Chink Johnson getting played from all over, all over Will. And when he pulled up with that, what, the horse, the carriage, it got the girls yeah. on it and all that, right? So I got to shout my man, Chink Johnson. Um, I yeah. got to shout out uh Annie May from In Darkness, and Confusion, because she was giving Um, uh, I'm forgetting his name again. I shouldn't get William. She was giving William all types of hell because she was living life on her terms, right? And then I'm gonna shout these two out together, although I have a favorite. I'm gonna shout out Marcus Marquisa Brown, as you would say, who I like to call Marquis of Brun Brown, Brown. (laughs) and then Kid Jones's wife, Kid Jones's wife has to be nominated because she was having her cake and eating it too and you know and then she decided like hey i don't even want the cake i just want to eat <laughs>
1: hey. Hey. so hey, yeah she definitely deserves it. you know so uh right, so so for me. me for me of marquise of brown yes um uh, and Petrie for her work in Mama, Mama Africa. I it's like, I like the that. ability to surprise like me like that in Mama Africa. Hmm. did books don't even like books don't be surprising like that no more. Like how like and Petrie, that was a very that was a crossover <laughs> if I've ever seen one. I'm talking Allen Iverson Damn. proportions um you know like i was like i wanted to slam the book shut like how dare you do this too many too many look at
0: that and petrie's best and then again
1: going for going for the gusto them white boys i mean them white (laughs) boys in the witness (laughs) The white boys in the witness man—they got me not one. I mean, I don't think defense and offense matters to them. I think only, <laughs> only eating, only eating their opponents alive matters to them. Yo, those, just, those, those, those little imps, those demon spawn. You know, I mean, they—they they were always on the offense. They were never backed into a corner. Yo, they were never they back was, into a corner.
0: They was, they had the best offensive rating and the best defensive rating, man.
1: And but and, I tell you what, if Marquise of Brown had had just one sentence of dialogue, it could just, be, a, it could be a very, very steep hill to climb.
0: Yeah, man, it. And as we deliberate, man, like, I, I came into this thinking I was going to find a way to to get Marquise to win this, man. I, I really wanted Marquise to win because I really like picturing him on the piano, like, just staring at uh, staring at Kid Jones and just, like, just looking down on him. Couldn't even keep yeah. your girl. Couldn't even
1: keep your girl. It's those those little fuckers, huh? Those little white boys. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about them white boys in the witness, in terms of the offense, right? Who was that that Steph shot up from the logo on recently uh, to end that quarter?
0: Was that's out of uh, white
1: boys. <laughs> that's how it was the Spurs, boys, yeah. That's out of white boys. Them white boys shot. Six feet behind where Steph shot to end that quarter, on my on my man uh, Charles Woodruff. He never was in the game. He never touched the court. He thought he was on the court, but he was never on the court. It was their court. They owned the players. They wrote the checks. So nothing you can do.
0: Nothing at all, man. They they win they win best offense and best defense. I can't even argue, man. And I Back hate to it. Bat. I Damn. hate it. So uh, of course. Yes, they were. And uh let me check. I, I think we might I might have like sequenced it wrong because I think we actually are out of questions. But hey, that just means we give the it's, last award, right? Uh it's time yeah, for I the think. MVP time for the mvp man so with the with the mvp you basically are thinking of like who what noun is the noun you're gonna think of when you think of miss muriel and other stories what noun you know won this book you know what's the unforgettable noun for those who don't remember from from whatever great english noun person place or thing right so when you when you talk about the mvp of a book you gotta nominate the author by default right so Anne petrie is a nominee like without question right so yes. um I'll, I'll share some of my nominees alongside of her gotta nominate luella brown man gotta nominate luella brown yes. just because luella brown like hilariously and cleverly uh skewers race, the idea of it, right? I gotta nominate Belle Rose just because she she was getting her bag however she had to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the talk of New York City. And yeah. it was like 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 when Cardi B first came out, right? Cardi B kept on talking about how she had a man in jail. And mm-hmm. Olaf was like her man in jail, where like, yo, I'm gonna blow oh, up. Boy. I'm going a, I'm to a go Platinum. I'm going to put out Bodak Yellow. Uh-huh. But when he get out of jail, although she end up getting an offset, right? So her uh-huh. this yeah. storybook ending is actually better. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she was like, yo, my man going to come and get me. And we going to be lit. World. But the question yeah. is, right, did her man take her out the club? You know? Because apparently she needed to be at the club because she was the main traction. That's how that's how she was able to get him in the first place because she, she had to be connected uh-huh. to be able to get that message across the sea, right? Yeah. Um. And then Mother Africa, just because Mother Africa was good on offense and defense, just like yeah. the other nominee, the white boys. <laughs> the
1: white boys.
0: You know? Um, and then I also gotta nominate. I got Marquise written, but I Marquise had the opportunity to be best offensive player, but not MVP, right? I I will though. Yeah, yeah. I gotta shout out Pink though. Pink gotta get an MVP nomination from me because like I said, if you're gonna die for the cause, you, you're gonna surpass your husband's expectations, right? You you gotta be nominated. Least we can do. Yeah. So that's that's who I got. Least what about be, you, man?
1: Um, um, I we, we have I have Mother Africa. Miss yes. Mister Bimish, um, you know that's an interesting, interesting like, twist. I, I was ru- I was wow Mister Bimish wow. I was really rooting for Mister Bimish. Yeah, Charles Woodruff look, is someone look, that look. I am going to think about for a long time. Uh, <sighs> and Petrie, and I want to just throw out a wild card here. I'm gonna throw out a wild card okay. and late nominate them white boys for MVP <laughs> of, <laughs> the white boys for MVP of Miss Muriel and other stories. The white boys, the white boys are the what? The '96 Bulls. You know oh what I'm saying? Gosh. I mean, come on, son. The the white boys is. I mean, oh my gosh. So. Come on. The people we have in common are the white
0: boys and Petrie, of course, in Mother Africa, right? But I want to take this time to really, I really want Luella Brown to win this award, man. Because I just really think that her bones, the fact that she could do all that just through her bones, the impact she had in the pages that she had, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: She, Luella Brown, I think, I think the two people, the two nouns that meant the most to their stories in this collection, right, which is, you know, most valuable, right? If you take this piece out the story, it maybe doesn't work. I think, are Mother Africa and Luella Brown, and obviously they're in the title, so maybe that's, a dead giveaway. Maybe that's not a good argument, but Mm -hmm. I I think it matters though, because I think those two nouns, what one's a thing, another is like bone. So I guess that is a person. Those two things were the most valuable in their stories. And, and with the witness, the white boys obviously are valuable, but I don't think they're more valuable than Luella Brown or Mother Africa, because I think Charles Woodruff, Charles Woodruff stole votes from them. Because you nominated Charles Woodruff. There's no one else yeah. from Luella Brown nominated for MVP on either side. There's no one else from Mother Africa nominated on either side, right? Um. So that is me defending Luella Brown. I'm picking Luella Brown. Is who I want to win MVP just barely over mother Africa who I am sad didn't get is looking like she's not gonna get any awards tonight unless there's a twist coming that I don't see
1: just want to say, I appreciate, I appreciate you. you sharing thoughts and all the things you were thinking, thinking. I, I just, just want, want to, ask to ask you one question yes do you, you think the white boys care about, about what it? you was <laughs> thinking <laughs> 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 Do you think the white boys give one solitary f? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm
1: gonna just look. look, look to right. win. because I'm gonna and not win MVP as well. The white boys nope. Brady, um, done enough, and if we don't, white boys. Risk of running this planet into the ground. That is there we go. one of our biggest issues. Standing up to them white boys enough, and so here mm-hmm. on BAPC, we put down and stand, stand up to, to the white, white boys. Um, and we are gonna let Luella Brown, um, yes, hold, who I, I think may be a great ancestor, Marquise of Brown. <laughs> I'll take it. I
0: like it. Mm-hmm. I like it, man, yes, because yeah. Marquise gave hell. Luella did, too. And I'm venture. Mm-hmm. I'm a venture to say that if them white boys ran into Luella Brown, they would have been stopped. Because if Luella Brown could stop a powerful family, uh, which was, I know, they're, uh the the governor of, and, and all them, of right? Of white boys. Uh, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that she could have stopped them, too, so... Luella Brown is who BAPC chooses as the MVP of Miss yes. Mary Another story. So um what 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 I'll say, right? Because I'll be curious if if y'all want to DM us or email us books of popculture at gmail.com, whatever's your preference, and you wrote down the awards or whatever the case may be, or you see them in the show description. Uh and you want to share who you think won let us know, right? Whether or not maybe no, there's fun. someone we didn't yeah. nominate who should have got nominated. Um you know, we I would love to see it, right? And um and I, I like I like this award thing a lot. That was fun. That was
1: fun. That was fun. That was fun, that was fun man. So really? uh you know you'll, enjoy. you'll
0: see you'll see plenty more of that um as we uh as we choose these books and as we like can you imagine like how these awards going to play out with love songs? Seven hundred ninety pages, yes. woo! Oh, man.
1: Yes, yes, man. Yes.
0: Then you know yeah, any other book really like work. you know it's, it's it's gonna be fun, man. So, yeah. um, Killing Missouri, did we miss anything, man?
1: I think we did it to death. I think we did the Thug Fizzle on this here. It's gonna be a real treat to listen to this one back for whoever's out there listening. I think we did it.
0: I think I think we did, too, man. So um, w- with that, um, what last minute things, as always, shop the books of pop culture um, bookshop, which is bookshop.org slash shop slash books of pop culture to get your copy of Miss Miriam and other stories as well as any other book that is on your mind. Um, hey, um, you know, reach out to us, you know, follow us, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, killing Missouri is black man reading on Instagram, black man reading everywhere, black um you know i'm reggie bailey i'm reggie reads on instagram and reggie reads everywhere else um you know books of pop culture of course like definitely you know get into that page um go on there on instagram and see our lives we've had great guests great conversations um you know share review like it whatever it is wherever you listen to this podcast make sure to show love there um and, and I guess on that note, you know, he's a killer in Missouri. Like I said, I'm Reggie Bailey. We are Books of Pop Culture. Um, we will see you soon. Yeah.